Welcome to Boutique Radio, where boutique owners learn how to run a business to build a legacy. All right. If you feel disorganized, not as productive as you want to be, wasting precious time that could be spent with family and like you can't keep up with it all. Today, we thought we'd share some basic essentials on self-discipline that we've learned along the way. And I'm coming from some experience of being an entrepreneur for over 10 years. And Christy here is sharing from being a wife, mother of six, a homemaker mm. and bookkeeper for Harquin. So this when podcast, it, like that, it sounds really overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> I get overwhelmed looking at your life, but the way you manage it is very <gasps> encouraging. So Thanks, this podcast, <laughs> this podcast is for you. If you're a boutique owner who wants to boost your quality of life and productivity for better business success that comes through self-discipline in many ways. All right. So the first thing we want to talk about is beginning with the small things. So learning to discipline yourself in the little things in life helps you go one step at a time and starting with the small things will add up and give you a foundation to build bigger things on. So as we get good at the basics, our level of responsibilities can increase. Yeah. What's that phrase? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time to start with the little things? I'm usually motivated to, even if I just tackle a few small things, it's like the ball gets rolling and then Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, let's do another thing. Let's clean out that closet, you know? Yes. So this leads us into our next point, which would be clean your environment. So get rid of all that stuff. Stuff is the equivalent to mental clutter for some Mm -hmm. people. My husband has explained this to me. He feels like he cannot focus on a task if he looks around and there's just chaos, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to not be okay with just continual chaos and clutter in our houses, in our cars, in all of our areas of living. We have to start working on it. Not that there's not going to be a pile of Legos dumped out in somebody's floor at some point at my house, (laughs) but you know, after a little while, clean the Legos up, you know, everything doesn't have to stay in disorder and chaos, despite what the world tells you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And there's so many needless distractions in our environment. So when we get rid of excess and distractions, it really helps us focus more than we would think. And we don't know what we're missing until we make that change. So it does increase productivity and it does raise your quality of life overall because we, you know, when we look at the creator, God is a God of order. Okay. So the next thing that we're going to talk about is creating a morning routine. This sets the tone of your day. And you've probably heard the idea a million times in your life, and you might've wanted to do this and you never have, but really it's, it can be as long or as short of a duration as you choose. It can be as basic or layered as you make it. It's really Mm -hmm. up to you. It's just the idea is to create a routine that allows you to start the day off right. It sets you in order for the rest of the day to fall into place. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be somebody else's routine 
mm-hmm. or super aspirational. It can just be very basic. Just, you know, what's coming. It takes some of the guesswork out. I think we spend a lot of time thinking and planning and overthinking more than we realize when we don't have a routine. So Mm -hmm. there is something to be said for that. We spin our wheels. And I'm the first to admit that I will overthink everything and do much (laughs) less. (laughs) I think I'm the opposite. I just jump into things without Mm -hmm. thinking and then I get into it and I'm like, oh, I should have had a better plan here. There's two kinds of people. (laughs) (laughs) They balance each other out. Another tip would be, I, well, I feel like the contrast is always you're a routine person or you're a schedule person. I mean, it, when you're trying to get organized and do good things, <laughs> do the right things. So routine in my mind, and tell me if this is what you think, Jennifer, is more, not exactly a time block, but we do this and then we do this and then we do this and then we do that. And that's the schedule of the day. Whereas a schedule is eight o'clock. We do this nine o'clock. We do this 10 o'clock. We do that. Would you agree that that's the distinction? Yeah. I think that there are two different ideas. And so you really have to find what works for you. It depends on your lifestyle. It depends on like Christy has six children and Mm -hmm. And a nursing baby. Yeah. That's going to change things. So you have to, you know, based on what season of life you're in, um, based on your personal preferences, maybe you are a very super scheduled person. I'm, I'm personally not. And Mm -hmm. so while I don't have children, I like the idea of the way that you're doing it. The other way would be first, like deciding how long you want your morning routine to be. So Mm -hmm. would it be one hour, two hours? And then within that block of time, you know, what's going to happen. It doesn't have to be scheduled down to every last minute, but you have the play-by-play of what you need to do, whether it's shower, make breakfast, read the Bible, pray you, you have process of what's going to happen in that time frame because you may have a time of day that you need to start work and it's a set time. And so it would be good for you to create that time block as well for mm-hmm. your morning routine. And we do have a morning routine planner in boutique school that helps you organize that. But mm-hmm. so Christie's uh, way of doing a routine is different from this. And it is interesting. And some of you, especially working from home and being creative and uh, just not wanting to be in a rigid schedule, mm-hmm. and maybe you don't have to time block every day that may be ideal for you. So think about these options. Yeah. Even just considering it, like, what does your life look like? What are some goals for this week? Okay. Jot those down. This would be good to tackle on this day. This would be good to tackle on that day. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to change your whole world and spend five hours writing out and detailing everything You know, I think that's overwhelming to me is that I run into these different planners and schedules. Don't we go through phases as women sometimes? So sometimes I'm like, I'm going to write everything down on a schedule and a calendar. I'm going to post it on the house. All the children will see everything we're doing every 30 minutes the whole day. And it never lasts past a day or two because it's just not realistic for our family. So you have to take these resources like the one in boutique school or another one that you already have, or even just buying a paper planner at Walmart, you know, whatever you have, 
and don't be so rigid to it. Like make it work for you. Don't try to reorganize your brain and how you are living mm-hmm. your life to this piece of paper. You know what I mean? That's where yeah. I get stuck. <laughs> yeah. So it's creating a routine that works for you, putting, mm-hmm. creating some self-discipline there, but doing it in a, in a way that fits your life. It's not trying to cram it into someone else's system. All right. So the next thing is to think about weaning yourself off entertainment. So I know this one may be a hard one, but where you can take it or leave it, just let it go. And if you have excess time and you can do things that are productive instead of just sitting and being entertained. There's so many things that we want to do that we don't do. And we don't feel like we have the time, but in many ways we do because we do spend a fair amount of time Mm -hmm. in entertainment. Time wasters, throw the TV away. You won't get any (laughs) gripe from me. (laughs) Once we got rid of our TV in the house, it changed are a total dynamic for our family. And we haven't looked back. We did it years ago and the kids, it's just not so easy. Like in my mind, I, I don't have that as a fallback. Like I'm busy, go watch this, even if it's good. Or I set the time limits on my phone of only using my recreational apps 30 minutes a day. So when the timer pops up, it's over. So Mm. set in those guards, not necessarily having to throw out your TV, but, you know, just setting some safeguards on what you're consuming and what's consuming your mind, what's consuming Mm -hmm. your heart for a big chunk of the day for a lot of people. Just being aware of that, I guess, is going to be the first step to making changes and then to recognizing Mm. how much of a time waster it really is. Yeah. So there's other things we can do like going outside, taking a walk. We can plant things, spend time with your family. We can always cook and experiment in the kitchen. And there is that space for learning a new skill and reading and listening to sermons. And these are healthy activities as opposed to just that mindless consumption of entertainment. But it's that idea of shifting from just being a consumer to being productive, even when you're at home and you're in your downtime, Mm -hmm. not always having to do something, but in the times where you want to be doing something, you're able to be producing something as opposed to just consuming. Next, we'll touch on being on time. And I'm going to quote my husband. If you're on time, you're late. (laughs) Don't take his advice. (laughs) (laughs) He says you should be at least 15 minutes early to all scheduled appointments just to give yourself time for a wiggle room. And how does that work for you? Oh, there are two types of people, Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Even in the small insignificant things, though, be conscious of your time set, uh, realistic, times to be places to get things done. Mm -hmm. It builds integrity. It prevents a lot of unnecessary complications and it shows other people that you value their time. If you are breaking commitments or constantly late or, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole hot mess mindset Mm -hmm. of 
the world today for women really goes against a lot of what the Bible says a godly woman is and how she presents herself. And this is one of those that I picture is just the hot mess rolling in late to everything. This is just who I am. Mm -hmm. While, you know, there are things that keep us from being on time. Sometimes I'm not saying everything's perfect all the time and goes the way you want it to. You can still strive to see an area in your life where you're not meeting commitments and make mm-hmm. changes to make those commitments. Maybe it's getting up earlier. Maybe it's starting a project sooner. Maybe it's tagging somebody else in to help you so that you can get whatever it is that you're continuing to miss. Yeah. And it goes back into that idea of a life of order is a reflection of the creator. So sort of embracing that hot mess mentality isn't a picture of anything good. It's not about perfection because we're so far from perfect because we're not God. So this is about walking in a way that is glorifying to God and orderly, not perfect, but also not falling apart all the time when that really doesn't equip us to run a business and build a legacy and provide for our family and be good examples. The goal here is to do these little things that help us walk in a way that is glorifying to God. And then it sets a good example for the ones that are watching, Mm -hmm. especially the ones in your house, they're looking the closest. That's the most important. And so, so many boutique owners are working from home. You're this example for your children and you have this amazing opportunity because they get to see you and they get to see the value of these things. Yeah. And when you do get off track, the people closest to you get to see you stop, redirect and get back on track. There's Mm -hmm. valuable life lessons for me and teaching my children. Yes, I mess up. I and making changes and I'm back on track and they get mm-hmm. to see that and learn how they should do that in their own lives when they get off track as they grow. Yeah. As opposed to falling apart and giving up or something. And so they're mm-hmm. able to see that, that integrity and that perseverance. So that leads us to another discipline. So keeping your word. So even in the littlest things, do what you said you would do when you said you would do it and in the way you said you would do it. And again, this doesn't always happen. That's different because we're not perfect, but the idea is to have that intention and to walk in a pattern of that so that you are being that good example. You are walking in integrity. And so even in the smallest things, and then you'll keep your word in big things also. Yeah. And when people, you have that reputation of keeping your word when something is off, people aren't going to make the worst assumption. They're going to say, Oh, she's Mm -hmm. never done this or that, or missed an appointment or been dishonest with me. So I must be misunderstanding Mm -hmm. or something crazy is going to going on. They're going to give you the benefit of a doubt because you have a reputation of honesty and integrity. Right. So the next thing is do the hardest thing first and the easiest thing last. So then when you're out of energy, this is such a simple one, just in mm. our daily lives. So then when you're out of energy, you can keep going. You're not building up to the hardest part at the end when you're already tired. And I don't do this a lot of times. I don't either. Uh, 
this is why it's called self-discipline because these things are not coming naturally to us. So, you know, when we're talking about these things, think about how, okay, this it's not natural for us to be this way. And so you're not a failure and you don't have to give up before you've started because you're not already naturally doing these things. So we all have projects that we've started and I'm really good at initiating, but I don't always finish things. And so whether it's a book, like I have a dozen books right now that I haven't finished, but I think that there is something to be said for creatives, you know, we're really good at ideas and getting started. And so it's sometimes harder for us to finish and follow through on something. But, um, again, when you practice that self-discipline, you're all, you're also able to accomplish a lot more like finishing these projects that you've started. Yeah. For me. So I'm the house cleaner, <laughs> like the typical parody <laughs> that you walk into a room with one task and then you see this. So you start that and then you yep. carry this to another room and now you're vacuuming and now you're back to the dishes and, oh mm. yeah, I forgot to start the laundry. <laughs> just a continual circle. So Mm -hmm. I have to like very consciously and intentionally say, I'm going to do everything in this room before I go to the next room. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. the only thing that works for me is knocking it all out. Otherwise it doesn't get done by room. Yeah. It's hard. I do the same thing. So once again, we're going against our natural inclinations here. These things, they're so simple, but they're not necessarily things that just naturally fall into place. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so the next thing that we feel is important would be practicing self-denial. So just for the sake of self-denial, then you will know, uh, you can say no when you need to, and that you are no longer living at the whim of your impulse. But sometimes I want to live at the whim of my impulse, Jennifer. (laughs) Doesn't it feel great? Spontane, um, spontaneous. Yeah. So just because things feel good in the moment doesn't mean they're good for us. True. Self-denial. Cut this out. Cut that mess out. That's what my father-in-law was saying. Cut that mess out. All right. And then the final thing is just volunteering and service. So this just causes you to leave a little space in your life and focus on others. So ultimately we're serving on a daily basis. We serve in our daily lives in so many different ways. But um, if you want to add in separate structured planned time of volunteering or service, it it does just create a little space in your life. And that can also create more discipline. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, there's an elderly lady in your church that you can go visit, or Mm -hmm. you can send a card off to a friend, just being an encouragement in that way is a way of serving others and loving others around you. But then there's also, you know, the pregnancy centers or various places that you might feel drawn to help with and just being conscious to set your schedule in such a way where you have room to do those things that you want to do is the only way you're going to be able to do it. So we love helping boutique owners learn how to run their business. And we know that there is so much to learn and grow in right now. So that's why we created boutique school to give boutique owners the tools and education they need to build a legacy. A lot goes into a business and it's easy to lose steam, get overwhelmed or burned out and learning the ropes early on and running your business like a pro changes everything. So join boutique school today and get access to new monthly content. And if you haven't joined our boutique 
uh, Facebook group yet, head on over there and introduce yourself. The links are in our podcast description and we'll be back next Thursday. Bye.